verse 14 and 15. I'm read through these Thank real quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 4, verse 10, then 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Lord, speak to me now, speak through me now, have your way in this place. I pray that your anointing be upon me in these lips of clay. Let your anointing be upon every ear, every heart, every eye tonight. And I pray that as your word grows forth, it'll fall upon good ground and produce this, the wonderful fruit you've sent it to produce in us. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. First Chronicles 4 verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I, might not, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15 reads this way. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he, that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We're talking right on pray boldly, pray boldly. I talked about how God is a mighty God and God is looking for somebody in every generation, somebody in every region, somebody in every family who will allow God to flex his muscles through them. God looking for somebody he can use to show his glory and bring a turnaround in the lives of his people or in the lives of those on this planet. That's what we saw in the book of Judges. How many of y'all ever read the book of Judges? In the book of Judges, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, book number seven. Uh, you see the book, uh, that in the book of, jo of Judges, you saw the children of Israel in a cycle, a constant cycle. They fall over into apostasy, uh, their rebellion, their apostasy, their servitude, and then they, they cry out, and then they be delivered. And God delivered them through people that we call judges. That's where the book gets his name from. It's about judges. These were men uh, that God would send to bring deliverance to a people in an era, in a time, in a generation. And the reason I brought up the fact that they were, it was cycles was because although God would bring them, bring them out. In fact, give me that scripture I sent you in Judges, in the book of, book of Judges, please. Chapter 2, verse 18, it says this. Matter of fact, read it with me. Ready, read. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord and delivered them If you keep reading, it'll say that, that, that uh, as long as that judge was alive, they served the God. They served God. But as soon as that judge died, they rebelled and went back to their, their wicked ways. So it was a constant cycle. So what happened, that means that uh, each generation needed a new deliverance. Hallelujah. And what I'm telling you is that in this time, uh, we need somebody, somebody's in this generation who will allow God to move in our lives mightily so that he can deliver a generation. Thank you, Jesus. Are you the one? Hallelujah. So God found people like Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah who were average, normal, common men. In fact, they were very, uh, if you read their stories, many of them, uh, they, they were hesitant men. They didn't have much, uh, much 
um, um, confidence in themselves whatsoever, but God uh, was able to get through them and they end up allowing God to use them and turn them into mighty men. Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, they did amazing things in the word of God for God's people because they yielded to God when God finally got through to them. And if God can find regular, average, common people who will let God speak to us and influence us and use us, he'll turn regular people into mighty people of God. And he'll use us to reach a generation He'll use us to reach our region. He'll use us to reach our families. Some of us, we don't have a, we don't have a heart for the region yet, but you got a heart for your family. I'll come over here. You don't, you don't have a vision yet for the whole region. You don't, you're not looking at God, please, you know, I'm praying for you to save St. Pete. You, some of y'all saying, God, just save my brother. Save my brother. I'll look back in the back. God, just, just save my uncle. Say, say my niece, she don't have 12 babies now and she ain't slowing down yet. God, I'm going say, to say my family. Well, if you'll let God do it, he'll use you to save your family. He'll use you to save your region. He'll use you to save your generation. First Chronicles 14, we've looked, looked, looking at, um, at uh, Jabez. In the Living Bible, we notice about Jabez, it says in verse 10, it says he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you will wonderfully bless me. Everybody say, think big. Think big. So we talked about uh, for three messages how, how Jabez thought big. He had a big plan, a big idea. He didn't want a little bit of blessing. He wasn't praying for a 5% raise on a job. He wasn't praying for a little extra in his tax return. No, he was saying, God, I want you to bless my socks off. Wonderfully blessed. Bless me so much people begin to wonder how in the world this has happened in my life. Hallelujah. And he asked for several things. We know that. And the Bible says that God granted him his request. Right? Now talk about this being a very bold and audacious prayer. Yet God granted that prayer. God granted that request. In the New King James in 1 Chronicles 4.10, the Bible says that his prayer was, Lord, enlarge my territory. In the CEV of that same, uh, CEV translation of that same verse, it says, give me a lot of land. A lot of land. He's asking something big. He's asking something that is not the norm. He's not asking for just, you know, you know Lord, help, help me uh, with, with my pinky toe problem. Right? This, is, this is God. I need, I need a big move. I, I want a big move. I want a big move in my life. And I, I brought out this out to you that it's okay to ask for things. Ask God for big things like that because that's God's desire. God is looking for somebody. Matter of fact, I want you to remember this. God doesn't want the, the world in control of the land anyway. The reason the whole earth is groaning and travailing is because it's in the hands of wicked men. Wicked women. And when wicked people own things, they do wicked things with it. God needs people who are going to have a righteous heart, a, 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 a heart for God to have possession, to own, to, 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 to have dominion over things so that he can get his will accomplished in the earth. Can you say amen? amen. Now, I brought this out to you here two Sundays ago that we can't, I don't care how much we pray, fast, I don't care how much 
seed you sow, you can't force God to do anything outside of his will. You can never force God to do anything outside of his will. And so if we see that Jabez asked for enlargement and for increase and for expansion and for divine protection and God granted it, then we know that those things must be in his will. All right? Now that takes us to 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. Y'all okay? Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, his will he hears us. Everybody say, he hears us. When? When I ask according to his will. Okay? I could go and kind of give you some foundation about how to make sure God hears your prayer. One, you, got, you can't be a sinner. Tell your neighbor, you can't be a sinner. John 9, 35, I think, talks about that, that we know a sinner God does not hear. God does not hear sinners. The only time God hears a sinner when he's saying, God, save me. Now, once you do that, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? I've been waiting to talk to you a long time. That's why it's so important that you and I intercede even for sinners. Hello, somebody. Somebody prayed for me, had, them, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. All right? Because I used to be a sinner, a pretty good one. Born in, I was telling the young man today I led to Christ. Well, A.G. and I led to Christ. I was telling a young man how, man, I, was, I grew up as a pastor's kid. I was a, I was a good kid. But I, I didn't know Jesus from Adam. I used to review Sunday school lessons because I was a student in Sunday school, but I didn't know Jesus. So he wasn't hearing my, my, my prayers. John 9.35, a sinner he will not hear. So we got to make sure we're not sinners. I'm not talking about you being a, a Christian and you, you messed up. I'm talking about a person who's never been born again. Okay? He doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. Okay? We want to make sure as, as husbands we're honoring our wives. Are they, they looking at me right? They looking good. Okay. We want to make sure we honor our wives. Because um, uh, if, if we don't, God's not going to hear us, husbands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's Valentine's Day. It's a man-made holiday. Ain't getting you nothing. That ain't honor, bruh. That ain't honor, bruh. They quiet in this Baptist church here. That ain't on her, bro. Hallelujah. Mothers, they come around. You ain't my mama. That ain't on her, bro. No, see? And you read that. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's not in my point. All right. <clears throat> Let me get back on point here. Amen. So, so this is, go back to 1 John 5, 14, please. This is the confidence that we have in him. So we're supposed to be walking around in confidence. Okay? And the confidence that I have comes from knowing that what I'm asking is already in his will. 
and that because it's in his will, I know he hears me, and because I know he hears me, I know I have what I ask for. So how much confidence should we have now? Now I don't have to pray a shaky prayer. Now I'm not, I'm not throwing up, you know, wishes, Hail Marys. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about Catholics, I'm talking about football Hail Mary. I'm Elder Baker, if I can borrow your football analogies. Hail Marys, you're just kind of just throwing about this, hoping something happened. Shotgun, hoping to wish and throwing something, hoping to stick to the wall. No, 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 no. You, when you and I pray, matter of fact, here's the thing, here's the thing. We, 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 really, we really should uh, reserve our asking until we know. Y'all, y'all faith people here. We really should reserve our asking for things until we know it is his will. That means I got to spend time in his word and I'm going to learn his general will or I'm going to spend time, oh, I'm about to get ahead of myself, spend time praying uh, in the spirit. And when I pray in the spirit, he'll give me interpretation and he'll reveal things to me. And when he reveals those things to me, he's saying, okay, now pray that, ask that. When I reveal it to you, I'm telling you what I want to do, but I can't do it till you ask it. So when I and I'm praying the mysteries of the of God, then when I when I pray mysteries, I'm going to reap revelation. I'm going to reap a, 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 an interpretation He's going to give me, and now I know. Okay, now ask for that. See, now when I come in confidence, man, it's like, that's why the Bible says that, you know, everything you pray, you know, pray with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Because, man, I know it's done. I was in a meeting the other day, uh, last week, with this, uh, this another bishop. And um, we were on a call with people from all over the world. And um, I heard a few pastors say this you know, bashing on all that name it, claim it stuff. And I just sat there and just kind of, you know, bit my lip. Because, you know, I'm a new guy. They don't know me. And um, I said, well, praise the Lord. See, what happens is people have heard the phrase name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, confess it, possess it. And they've heard it from people who've preached it in error or who've preached it with bad motives who've preached it without any real light in themselves. And because of that, people have have misconstrued it and misused it. They've abused this and so people throw it all out as if it's not a reality in the kingdom of God when in fact, it is absolutely a reality in the kingdom of God. That you and I are supposed to name something or claim something. Well, what am I naming or claiming? I'm naming what he's already named. See, y'all looking at me strange. 
See, this is, this is uh, when, when I was a kid, we used to, we, we'd be on the school bus, and I'd be headed to a Bardmore Elementary School from the hood. You know, we coming from the hood down there on Lakeview and Tangerine. And, you know, dri driving out to Bardmore or riding out to uh, Madeira Beach Middle uh, Elementary School, whatever it was. And uh, we'd be riding by, and you see these beautiful houses or these beautiful cars, and we used to yell at the bus, ticket. I took it that car. How many of y'all played that as kids? I took it that car. You, you like, you claim that car. That's my car. And what's happened is people took that over in the faith and began to go around. I took it that house. Or I took it that man. Ooh, yeah. I took it that car. And you're, you're claiming something that God didn't say. See, so you can't just willy-nilly name and claim whatever you want to name and claim. If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. See? So your naming and claiming must be within the parameters of his will. And by golly, George, if there's a promise I can find in the scripture, you don't think I'm going to name and claim that promise? He forgives all my iniquities. I claim it. He heals all my diseases. I claim it. He redeems my life from destruction. I claim it. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. I claim it. He satisfies my mouth with good things so my youth is renewed like the eagles. I claim it. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. I claim it. See, so yeah, I'm a name and claim it person. Hallelujah. All right. Now, now, 1 John 5, 14 in the NCV, the New Century Version, translate this this way. It says, and this is the boldness we have in God's presence. This is the what? Boldness. We have. And this is the what? Boldness. Boldness we have in God's presence. Now, that's what confidence means. Now, this is important because in religious circles, it, it, it would be considered, you, you'd be considered um, uh, arrogant if you came bolder before God. But we're supposed to be bold in his presence. See, we've got to lose this uh, worm mentality that people have in church, that I'm just a little worm. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. First of all, you is not. <laughs> I tell you that, but you are not. Either you're a sinner or you're saved. Either I'm a sinner or I'm saved. I can't be both. I'm a sinner or I'm saved. And, and I, got, I got saved 35 years ago Monday. And I've been saved 35 years. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. See, and, and, and well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. See, you keep saying that. That's, that's, like, that's like people keep going to NA and AA, and I'm, I'm a recovering addict. 
Or, or you know, I'm, uh, I'm an alcoholic. Well, you're going to always be alcoholic if you keep confessing I'm an alcoholic. You're going to, all, you're going to always be an alcohol, uh, you know, a, a, a drug addict if you keep confessing I'm an addict. You keep confessing that, you're going to be an addict for the rest of your life. We don't confess. When, when, the, when you get saved, y'all know about confess and possess it? When you get saved, he didn't say confess all your sins to Jesus Christ. He said confess him as your Lord. Well, y'all, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off track here. Isn't that what he says in Romans 10, 9? That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. That means he's saying confess something that wasn't true before you said it. We, we tell sinners to confess Jesus as the Lord. Well, he's not Lord till they say that. So the moment they say that, and he said, remember, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that you know, he, God raised you from the dead. You shall be what? Saved. So you were, you were a sinner a minute ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, that's, that's, why, that's why the truth is uh, when, when A.G. and I were talking to Terrell today and led him to Christ and he got saved and he's crying and A.G.'s crying and I'm on, I got the phone, you know, praise God, and I bust out crying. <laughs> I call my wife, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm rejoicing. Because that young man, the minute before, was a sinner. But he confessed something, and now he's saved. So I don't keep saying I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, I'm saved. And I'm not a, I'm not a little worm. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for me so I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm righteous. Everybody say I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Now when I'm righteous, righteous means I'm in right standing. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, it means uh, I've been justified. We've been justified by his grace. Justified literally means brought even. I don't know if y'all getting this here. This is this is Bible study kind of stuff. Justified means you've been made righteous, right, made right, right standing. Justified means you've been brought even. So now, don't, don't get this bent and twisted. God, through Jesus Christ's blood, brought you even with him. I'm looking for somebody. He brought you even with him. I'm still looking. I'm searching. He brought you even with him. God and Adam were even. Now don't get it bent. Adam wasn't God. But when God made Adam, he made him. Adam, Adam got the first NIL deal. I'm going to tell all my, my, my college boys that. My college boys, I'm going to call them and tell them that tomorrow. Adam got the first NIL deal. 
Everybody trying to get NIL deals. Y'all know the NIL deals down in the college? Name, image, and likeness. God named Adam, gave him his image, and gave him his likeness. Adam got the first NIL deal. God, they're, they're, they're walking evenly. And God would come down and talk to Adam in the cool of the day. God, God wasn't talking to the angels. Angels, how y'all doing today? We, thank you, Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1, give me, give me, I'm, I'm off topic. Well, no, I'm not. I'm off script. Give me Genesis 1, verse 2. No, not verse 2. Give me verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. Oh, man. Y'all all right if we just move on? Then God said, let us. Make man our image and according to our likeness, your name, image, and likeness. But he said, let us. Who was he talking to? Who? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Let us. Because Jesus and the Holy Spirit were on his level. Once he made man, he made man on his level. So now he would come down and talk to man. Give me, give me Psalm, give me Psalm number eight, right around verse uh, three. Let's start at Psalm eight, right around verse three. Start there. Come on, it'll, it'll be somewhere around here. Psalm eight, right around verse three. Man, man, man. When I consider the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon, the stars which you have made, you you have ordained. What is man? Verse four. What is man? Verse four. Come on, verse four. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Who is this creature you made? Oh, you made him on your level. You even. We're, we're even. Now, do, do not get this twisted. He did not make man the same as him. Verse 5 of that same psalm says, you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now, when you read that, that word angels in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is actually God himself. You made man a little lower than yourself. So a little, a little. Just a little. Now, some of y'all brains are going, I can't get it. God is saying, I made you just a little lower than me. Just because I, I couldn't make you just like me, but I made you close enough that we can we can wrap a taste. So now that you and I have been made righteous, now that you and I have been justified, we've been brought back even now with God. So now when I pray, I don't pray as a worm. I don't approach God as just this, oh, Lord, I'm down, this lowly human being. I'm just a man. God said, just a man? He said, no, you just the man. You just the man. 
You're not a dog. You're not a rhinoceros. You're not a giraffe. You're not a tree. You're a man. I made you just Lord and me. So hold your head up. Look me eyeball to eyeball. And let's talk a little while. Isaiah 51, no, 55. Isaiah 55, verse um, 1, I think it is. Come, let us reason together, said the Lord. Come, let us reason together, said the Lord. No, is it 55? Uh, it's, it's 55. Isaiah uh, Lord have mercy. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Uh, they'll be red like crimson. I will make them as wool. Uh, glory to God. One eighteen. Come on. All right. Chapter one, verse eighteen. I was fifty-five, fifty-four chapters off. <laughs> Oh, I know what I was thinking. I'm thinking verse 19. I know I connected to verse 19. Verse 19, if you're willing and obedient, I'll get, give you the get of the land. Verse 18, come let us reason together, said the Lord. Come let us reason together, said the, let us reason together. Reason. Parents, do you reason with your kids? Y'all better listen to the Holy Ghost tonight. Y'all better listen to the Holy Ghost tonight. Man, you don't reason with your kids. Let's negotiate. Let's talk. Well, I tell you what, you don't have to take the garbage all the way to the street. Just kind of get it close to the street and, you know, we'll work. Living in me the driveway, I'll I take the rest of the way. No. You only reason with somebody who you're inviting to talk on your level. Thank you, Lord. This, none of this stuff is in my notes. That's why I got that scripture wrong. But I'm trying to get you to see that God has called us to pray boldly. And I would need you to know who you are so you can talk to God without this timidity or intimidation. People have this erroneous idea of God that he's some grumpy old man with his long beard with a stick waiting to hit you on the head if you say something wrong. That's not the God you serve. That's not the God of the Bible. Tell your neighbor, God wants to talk to you. He wants to fellowship with you. He's not waiting to knock you down. He's, he's waiting to build you up and lift you up and pick you up. And... Y'all got this here tonight? Oh, man, give me a few more minutes here. So, so God, God wants us to, to ask for things. Okay? Now, a, a major obstacle to bold prayer is spiritual ignorance. A major obstacle to bold prayer is spiritual ignorance. 
I, I, that's, that's what the Lord just took us on a little path just now dealing with that. Just some of the things I shared, I, I guarantee you, many of you didn't know. Yes, sir. Am I right? Yes. Oh, y'all already knew all that. Okay. Yeah, all we knew all that. <laughs> okay. Y'all didn't know all that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. But if, if we're spiritually ignorant, meaning we don't know things spiritually, then it's an obstacle to praying with boldness. Essentially, this is what I, what I, what I, I wanted to get across to you tonight, and it's totally altered. I redid, had to redo the whole message. I thought I was going to preach Sunday because hearing Pastor Kim mention Sunday and, I, and then listening to it as I, the last couple of days, just digging through that, was that essentially we walk, we only walk, or we can only walk in the light that we have. Are y'all catching that? I, I try to say it a little more clear. We, we only pray or operate, thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, to the extent of our spiritual knowledge. That's why you got to seek first the kingdom of God is righteous, all these things shall be added to you. Seek, seek his operation, how, how he operates. Learn, you got to learn his system. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds, we know this, are renewed by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing comes by the word of God. So the more, the, the more I the more I spend in the word, the more I hear. And the more I hear, the more faith comes. Did you catch that? Faith comes by hearing. I know, I know in church you've heard people say faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, which means faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. That's not what it says. Put Romans 10, 17 on, on the screen. That's not what it says. People will preach that. I used to preach it. Just the more you hear, the more faith comes. That, I, I agree that's true, but that's not what the scripture is saying. Romans 10, 17, they can find it. So then faith comes by hearing, comma, and hearing by the word of God. Notice it didn't say faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The word by, okay? So then faith comes by hearing, comma, and hearing by or implied comes. Y'all tracking me? Y'all high school students back there? Y'all high school students, Dominic, y'all tracking me? Y'all got this? I want to make sure I'm, I say it on a high school level at least, middle school. Barry, you understand what I'm saying? McCoy, you got you know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Rain, you got what I'm saying? Willie? <laughs> Willie them got saved Sunday, man. So my hearing comes by the word of God. Then, the, then now that I hear, now faith comes. Here's, here's the point. That you, you, only, you can only walk in the light or the revelation that you have. I don't expect you to walk in more, more revelation than you have. 
It's impossible. Thank you, Lord. Teach man of God. I mean, some, some of y'all thought, uh, some of us thought that uh, if you want to lose weight, right, you know, you, you just go eat, eat a lot of fruit all the time. Eat fruit. If I eat fruit all the time, and, 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 and people are like, yeah, man, I, I started eating fruit. I started eating little fruit bowls and, you know, going and getting me a little, you know, fruit smoothies all the time. Boy, I, I gained five pounds. Tell the truth. Somebody didn't tell the truth. Y'all ain't going to admit nothing. The problem is you don't have the light. You didn't know that fruit is a bunch of sugar, and it's doing you just like an oatmeal cream pie. Not, not the same. It's not, because it's not, not exactly the same, because oatmeal cream pie is processed, and you get a little fiber out of the fruit. Not as bad, but it's, it's going to, eventually, the sugar is going to do the same thing to your body. Yes, you follow me? But see, once, once, once I get light, now I know better. And if I know better, I do better. So I can only walk in the light that I have. So when it comes to my prayer life, I can't pray beyond my understanding. Whoa. Hello. That's why Paul said, he said, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with understanding. In other words, your understanding is very limited. There's, it's what I know. That's why it's so important for you and me to pray in the spirit. That's why it's important to get baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues because you need that, that ability to go beyond your current light. The beautiful thing about, about this, though, when I pray in, in, in tongues or in, in the, the spirit, I, it's going to bring me light. That prayer, the praying, is going to bring me more light. Y'all got this? Okay, let me, let me help make, make sure I get this out of here. Um, you, you don't Unless you're crazy, and I, I have a few crazy people in here, you don't, you don't speed when you're driving in the dark. No, I'm not talking about, I didn't say at night, I said in the dark. There's a difference. We have, we have all this artificial light out here. I'm talking about in the dark. If you're on a dark winding road in Kentucky somewhere and there ain't no lights. You be like you driving like this. You ever been to what, what y'all call a country somewhere? No, you don't speed around there. Now, I've been with some people who, who have, they drive a little fast and I'm, and I'm comfortable with because they know the road. So they don't have a physical light, but they have the light, they have a memory, they know the road. You don't, you don't even walk fast in the dark. Am I right about this? Because you have no confidence. There's nobody real bold in the dark. Are you following what I'm saying? Right. So when we're praying, we, it's hard to pray bold prayers beyond what we know. So once I know God, uh, I know it's his will to save. 
I can pray bold about that. But if I'm not sure about his will to heal, then this is what I was telling the prayer team last night. Because I told the prayer team, hey, we got, we got to cut out these extra lengthy prayers up here at the altar. Now, I know everybody got quiet like they did last night. Because the extra lengthy prayers, what they're telling me is you're not confident in your prayer. You're trying to work your way into something and just trying to find the words and everything. And you're trying to, okay, you're trying to pray till you feel something. I'm trying to wait till I feel a little, oh, 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 oh. That ain't, that, ain't how, that ain't how prayer works. You pray by faith. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling. That's me slapping you. Faith is not a feeling. And if you got to wait till you feel it to say amen, so be it, uh, you just wasted somebody's time. See, but me, I know, I told, I gave an example. I said, Jesus Christ, he's got a minister to 5,000 members, women and children. And the Bible say they come to him, thronging him, and he healed, he healed them all. You think Jesus had time to spend time with everybody? Now, Father, in, in, the, in my name, I pray and I ask you, Lord, you know how this body was made and created and formed. And I ask you to get down there to the rooter, to the tutor, and, and begin to move and whatever cause all this stuff. And No. Jesus would say, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. And walk away. Hey! Remember the fig tree? No man eat from you ever again? And walked away. Ten lepers coming before him? Go show yourself to the priest. And turn around and keep going. See why? Because he had a light, a revelation of who he was, the will of God, and some greater things. All right, let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Where's my notes? Let me hurry. Okay. Go to, go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 real quick. Let me, let me wrap this up. I, I, I want to try to be done by 8.30 on Wednesday nights. I don't know what to go wrong with us. Um, Ephesians 1. Now, people have to work and go to school and all that kind of stuff. Some people drive cabs at 4 o'clock in the morning. Ephesians 1, 5, uh, 15 through um, 19. Y'all remember the yellow cab? Blue star cab? Ephesians 1.15, therefore also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you. Pastor Kim read this on Sunday. This is so powerful. Making mention of you in my prayers that the, Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So he's praying that God would open your eyes here, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding. Some translations say this, that your heart may be flooded with light. That you may know, see, once you get flooded with light, once God opens your eyes, 
He wants you to know, number one, what the hope of his calling. Not the hope of your calling, the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, so on and so forth. So notice he's try, he's, his prayer is that their eyes be open to their status. In other words, I want you to, to finally know who you are. See, once you know who you are and what you can do, Elder Baker, once you know that, now you pray with a little different approach. You don't pray this timid, backdoor kind of sneak, sneak in something on God prayer. God, I love you and I bless you. And P.S., if you can give me a card, I'll be good. <laughs> P.S. in God. Say, so you want to know what the hope of his calling is? Hope, hope of his calling. In other words, God has a calling for your life, and he called you and me up into greatness. What are the riches of, his glory, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Y'all got this here. Go to um, um, Matthew 16, verse 18 and 19. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask the media to just give that to me, please. I'll wind this down. Matthew 16, 18 and 19. Because he, here's how you get this boldness now here. You getting this, Josiah? You're a smart young man. I, I believe you understand what I'm saying. And I also say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it. Look at verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, come on now, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now who's in charge? See, see, once I know I have the keys, access, authority. Keys represent access and authority. Hallelujah. I have, in this church, we have this whole master key system at the church here, all the doors and all the locks everywhere. And I have a, a super master key. I enjoyed. I used, used to be, when I, mean, I used to carry around a whole keychain like Oscar to get through this church. Now, one key will get me in every door in this church, every lock on this ground, on this campus. Now, other people have keys, they don't have the same key I have. They don't have the same access and they don't have the same authority that I have. God didn't say, I give you the keys of St. Pete. It's people, it's people who spend their whole lives working to do good things so I can, maybe the mayor will give me a key to the city. Put the scripture back up for me. He said, no, I'm not giving you the keys to a city. I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom 
of heaven, and here's, here it is, Pastor, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in, in heaven. In other words, whatever you authorize or prohibit, I'm going to back you up in heaven. How many of y'all get this? How many of y'all understand this? Here? That you, you, you are, tell you that, but you on another level. You on another level. You on, you on another level. You on another level here. This is, you're the church. Y'all missed it. You're the church. We're not Muslims. We're not Hindus and Buddhists. We're on another level. Come on now. I said we're not Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. Are we all the same and can't we get along? No. I want another level, baby. No, I serve Jesus Christ exclusively. And he gave me keys. And if you don't act like I'll bind this thing up. I'll lock this thing down. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. This, this, this is Jesus to the church. Now, now Eli, Elijah didn't even get this kind of access, these keys. But the Bible says in James 5, right around verse 16, 17, 18, the Bible says that Elijah was a man just like you and me. But he prayed that there be no rain. He locked up the rain from heaven. He prayed that there be no rain on earth and there was no rain on earth for the space of three and a half years. And then he said, okay, I'm going to loose it now. And he prayed again that there be rain and the rain fell on the earth. Now he didn't even have these keys. Joshua, the 10th chapter of Joshua, Joshua fighting a battle in, in the valley of Gibeon and they're running out of daylight. He said, hey, 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 I need more time. I need more time. Yes, sir. And he uh, said, son, S-U-N. You know the, the son. Yes, the son's a hot star. Yes, sir. That son. Yes, the, the son, you and I, you know. Yes, the son. He said, son, stand still. Who is that? What kind of dude thinks he can talk to the son and control the time, the day, for the whole planet. Y'all missed that. I mean, when Elijah said, said no rain, he changed the climate of a whole region for three and a half years. In, in the Fertile Crescent, in the Mediterranean, where there's all this fertile soil and they, they, they thrive on all the rain they got. And he said, y'all ain't getting no rain until I say so. I wonder, do you know who you are? I wonder if you know you can walk on your school campus. I wonder if you know you can walk on your neighborhood. I wonder if you know you can walk on your workplace and say, ain't going to be no more mess around here. Ain't going to be nothing around until I say so. I'm going to say it again. You are on another level. You are on another level. 
You are on another level. So Joshua, 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 the Bible says the sun didn't go down for a whole day. That means there's an extra day on the calendar somewhere ain't nobody accounted for. That means somebody had, a, somebody had an extra long birthday or extra long anniversary or extra long work day. I don't know what they had, but uh, it took the cows a long time to come home that day because your son... Let me go one more place. Last place. Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Let me go home. Let me... I'll probably forego this last page of notes right here. It's just, it's... Ephesians 3, are you there? Verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bow my knees. Everybody say, bow my knees. In other words, every once in a while, you need to bow your knees. I know we're sophisticated in our new modern faith prayer, or we... I prayer stand and I prayer walk and I pray with my eyes open all the time but sometimes you need to get on and old school with bow your knees to the Father Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the what? in your inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in may be able to comprehend, understand, see this understanding right here, with all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. He said, I want you to know something that goes beyond knowledge. That sounds crazy. I'm going to help you know something that goes beyond knowledge. Otherwise, I'm going to give you some, something that's uncommon knowledge. He says, that goes beyond knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So what happens when he opens our eyes and gives us understanding and light about his love. Everybody say his love. His love. See, he gives us light about who we are, our access, our authority, our uh, righteousness, our justification. But one of the, maybe the biggest thing we have to get is a revelation of his love. He loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves See, we sing those songs, we were just kind of, you know, he loves us. No, you got to meditate on that. You got to walk around. You got to walk around thinking about, God loves me. God loves me. Jesus loves me. I got theme music. Am I done? Oh, I got, that's great. I got theme music in the background. He loves us, oh, That's the prayer line. Somebody calling for prayer. Praise God. Bless him, Lord Jesus. Uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, his love. His love. His love. It's so sweet. You can just think about, meditate on that. Yeah. 
about how much he loves you. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Think about his love. What kind of man would lay down his life for people who were rotten? He loves us. When you get that love revelation, perfect love casts out fear. First John 4.18, I believe that is. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. The one who is in fear has not been perfected in love. So the reason... That, that's why I, I, when I was praying with a young man today, and I try to pray this all the time with people when they first get saved, is I, and I said, let's pray this out loud. Dear God, let him to Jesus Christ, and I said, and God, and when I mess up, when I mess up, I will not run away from you. I will not run away from you. I will run back to you. I will run back to you because you love me. We got to get that through our heads, ladies and gentlemen. That the devil wants to get us to run away from God when we mess up. And we will mess up. Okay, nobody on this side. We will mess up. You're going to say something, think something, do something. Yeah, even your thought is a mess up. But he loves you. I don't have to run and hide from him. I don't have to run and hide. I run to him. And as I run to him, now I have boldness when I pray. I have boldness. Everybody say boldness. boldness. Now, when I get that knowledge of his love, it allows me to be filled with all the fullness of God. The Bible says Jesus Christ was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When he walked this planet, he was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, all in him bodily. But now it says you and I, oh, Jesus, are to be filled with the fullness of God. So that means the fullness that was in Jesus is now in us. Boy, I'm on another level, man. Now to him. See, we like verse 20, now to him. What now? Now to him. Who is able? He ain't able till I get a knowledge of his love. He ain't able till I've been filled with his fullness. Once I get a knowledge of his love, a revelation, I walk in light. Now he's able. He's released. Because now I'm not just going to let him be good. Somebody say, I'm going to let him be great in my life. Say it real loud. I'm going to let him be great in my life. Because he loves me. He loves me. Now, when I approach him, 
I don't approach him with timidity and shyness and bash, being bashful and fearful. I come bold and on. My daddy loves me. I messed up, but my daddy loves me. I haven't been perfect, but my daddy loves me. And daddy wants to bless me. Daddy wants to be good to me. And I'm his child, and as his child, I can ask him to do things in this earth. In Psalm 2, 8, we read about that. Ask for the heathen as your inheritance, and the earth as your possession. It was God's word to his son. To his son. But I'm a joint heir, according to Romans 8. Right around verse 17, I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. So now, I'm his son, and I can ask for the heathen as my inheritance. That's why I boldly declare that St. Pete belongs to us. And I don't mean exclusively EGCC, because God is bringing people together who have a heart for this city. We're not going to let the devil have this city. Not going to let the devil have these young folk. Not, not going to let the devil have people who are broken and battered and abused and he's knocked them down. No, we're going to ask for them. And we're going to receive them. And we're going to say, God, and we need more space. We're getting people saved. We need more space. We want to feed the hungry and the poor and the naked and, the, and take care of single mothers and take care of single daddies too. Some single daddies need some help. And we're going to bless, we need buildings. We need apartment complexes. Come on, Come on now. Come on. I'm, I, I, that's boldness. We need, we need whole shopping centers. We need places to build business incubators. Vocational technical training. We need buses and 18 wheelers. Come on now. See, once you know who you are and his love, man, you can ask God for anything. According to his will. Knowing he hears you and he's going to give you what you need. Amen. Stand on your feet. Jump on your feet with a mighty shout of praise. Just take your, take your hand, one of your hands, and put it on your chest. And say, my father loves me. I think I'm his favorite. Every time he thinks about me, he has blessing on his mind. He thinks about me all the time. He's always mindful of me. He's always mindful of his covenant. He has things prepared for me that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It has an entrance in my heart. 
but the Holy Ghost will reveal it to me. So I can ask for it. I can believe for it. I can expect it. And it'll bless the world around me. And it's going to bless me too. He loves me. He loves me. I don't know if you got a Valentine card from somebody today, a little, little sweet tart treats from anybody, or a little Hershey's kiss. Little Barry walked in this morning and said, Pastor, happy Valentine's. They gave me a little Hershey's kiss. That was my first little Valentine's gift this morning. Thank you, Barry. I saved it. It's at, it's at uh, somewhere. I'm trying to think where I put it. I was, I'm, I, no, I, I, I was fasting, so I didn't want to be tempted by Hershey's Kiss. I, I like chocolate. So I had to put it away from me. Fasting. Like she getting Hershey's Kiss out of his pocket right now. She's, what you get, some peanuts or something? Red Hots. That's great. Bring your own little stash with you. Reach in your husband's pocket. These people. These are our leaders. 